Amy felt as if she'd been turned to ice. She would crack into a thousand pieces if she tried to move. Her mom, sobbing now, put her arms around Amy and hugged her hard. But Amy did not respond. In that first horrible moment of understanding what mom was telling her, Amy remembered her dad's last words to her, hearing his voice as clearly as if he stood beside her. I'm ashamed of you. In the three months since then, Amy had relived that final morning in her mind a thousand times, wishing she could take it back and do it over. The last thing she had said to him was, you aren't perfect. Maybe he wasn't perfect. Who is? But he was a great dad who played Scrabble with her and built her a balance beam so she could practice her gymnastics routine. He actually read the books she liked and then discussed them with her. He took her and Georgia, her best friend, ice skating every winter, and he came to all her school events and watched baseball games on TV with her. If Amy could live that morning over again, she would say, You're right. I'm sorry, Dad. I love you. Even more terrible than those hurtful last words was knowing that if he had not come back to talk to her about Lucky, he would have left for work five or six minutes earlier. He would have been safely through the intersection before the speeding driver got there. No one ever blamed Amy for the accident because nobody else knew that her dad had returned to talk to her that morning. But Amy knew. She kept her terrible secret. Her dad's death was her fault, and no matter how much she regretted her behavior, nothing would ever bring him back. Amy pushed the memory of that morning away and wandered through the Edgertons' house, which looked as if it should be featured in House Beautiful or today's interior design. It wasn't formal, though. Kendra's toys were scattered about, and the books stacked on the coffee table looked as if they were there to be read, not just to serve as part of the decor. A sliding door led from the kitchen-slash-family room to a large patio and an adjoining swimming pool. Amy went out, leaving the door open a foot so she could hear Kendra if she woke up and called to her. She stretched out on a lounge chair, and thought how great it would be to live in a house like this, not that it was likely to ever happen. Amy and her mom had a cozy two-bedroom house with nice neighbors, but the whole thing would fit in the Edgerton's kitchen. Amy's parents had hoped to buy a larger house in a year or so, but that plan had died along with Amy's dad. Amy didn't mind staying in their old house. It was comforting to be in familiar surroundings, where she had so many memories of her dad. Her mom didn't want to move now, either. I've had too much change in my life, Mom said. I wouldn't buy a different house now, even if I could afford it. Neither of them said it, but now they had less need of extra space, since only two people lived there instead of three. Without Dad's salary, money was tight. Amy hoped to earn enough this summer to pay for her own clothes and maybe even help a little with groceries. Probably not Ben and Jerry's, but she could buy the peanut butter and apples and bagels that were mainstays of her diet. Dad had told her it wasn't enough to be sorry for a mistake. She needed to take action to atone. She now walked Lucy every day at no charge. She had taken the babysitting course, and she was earning some money to show that she was responsible. Amy made a mental note to call the community center tomorrow to thank Mrs. Montag for recommending her to Mrs. Edgerton. Feeling relaxed in the sun, Amy closed her eyes. She thought about Winning Secrets, a story she was writing. For as long as she could remember, Amy had wanted to be a writer, and she had several notebooks and computer files of original stories and poems. She thought Winning Secrets was her best effort yet, 
especially the parts where her characters used a secret signal to communicate. Amy jumped at a sudden noise. Was Kendra awake? Amy looked at her watch. Three o'clock. She must have dozed off because she had put Kendra to bed at one thirty. Mrs. Edgerton had said Kendra usually slept about two hours. Amy hurried inside to check up on the little girl. As she started upstairs, she heard what sounded like a car engine. Was Mrs. Edgerton home already? Had someone come to the door while she was out by the pool? Had the doorbell rung, or had someone knocked? Perhaps that's what woke her. Maybe a package had been delivered. She went to the front door and opened it. There was no package, nothing to indicate that anyone had been there. Amy closed the door, climbed the stairs, and went into Kendra's room. The bed was empty. Kendra? Amy said. Where are you? Was she hiding, playing a game?